Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, fun seekers, good morning, good morning. It's the 27th of February, be the fourth Monday of the month. And here at One Radio Network, that brings us to Dr. Jennifer Daniels. And you will meet her in just a second. She's in the green room. Where do you see these earrings? Boy, they're looking pretty cool. Uh, let me give you a little bit of updates of what's going on here quickly. The telephone line is still out. We called them last week, Monday, but I won't complain. So uh, use email, Patrick, because if I, if I do, it'll just get worse. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is our email address. Uh, tomorrow, Tom Luongo, who is one of the all-time great mm, financial geopolitical geeks and looks at everything. I'm sure we'll be spending time with uh, Rushka, Rushka and Ukraine and stuff. And some pretty wild things are going on around the world, in the world of money. And we'll talk to Tom Luongo about that. And then we'll follow up with Fred Dushevsky the first Monday, or the first Wednesday, rather, which is March 1st on Wednesday. Oh, 28 days as February. Oh, it's a leap year thing. Uh, March 1st is uh, Monday, is Wednesday, and that'll be um, Fred Dushevsky with The Real World of Money. And then uh, Wednesday afternoon, about 1 o'clock, we're going to go down to Australia and visit with the Baileys, Mark Bailey, Samantha Bailey, both physicians. Both spend most all of their time showing people around the world that there is no virus, never has been a virus, never isolated a virus. Matter of fact, Mark uh, and both of them put together, along with two other people, I think it was a 75-page dossier presented to the courts with about 150 um, you know, things at the end, whatever they call those notes or whatever they call those things, 150, you know, to, uh, to, and they wouldn't, the courts wouldn't even see it to prove that there was no violence. So that's where we are with that, but they'll be here on uh, Wednesday. So here we go, off to the great country of Panama where Dr. Jennifer Daniels hangs out and look at those earrings. Oh my God, look at you, girl. <laughs> They take out the wrinkles. They take out the wrinkles. You don't have any wrinkles. Take out the wrinkles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She, she says, you don't have any wrrinkles. What do you mean, take 65 them out? 65 years old. 66 50. and a little bit here. Yeah. For the newbies in town, what do you attribute that to? What kind of things do you do to keep you wrinkle free? Ah. ah. Wow. Mm. I eat a diet filled with tendons. Tendons. Yeah, I, I credit the tendons, pig ears, and chicken feet, yes. Tendons, pig ears, and chicken feet. Now, tendons... Mm-hmm. Also, no soap on my face ever. Nothing. No makeup ever. <laughs> you don't put oil or anything. You used to do castor oil. I do oil. put oil on. Do I do, I do. I put castor oil on my face, and I use uh, carrot oil as well. Or almond oil. That's pretty much the size of it. Castor, uh, almond, and carrot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you look great, girl. You don't, I don't see a crinkle anywhere, girl. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing. You. you just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> My doctors used to say, "Keep doing it. We don't want to know about Whatever. it. Put us out of business. You just keep doing it. And you're right. okay." I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me. I'll get in trouble. I went to Chinatown one year. I was 50 years old at the time. 
And I said, I'm looking for something that'll keep me looking young. Like, oh, they ran around the shop. I got this. They said, well, how old are you? I said, well, I'm 52. They said, and they put all the stuff back on the shelf and said, no, we don't have anything that'll help you. You're doing great already. <laughs> we don't have anything for you, girl. What? Yeah, nothing. We've got nothing that's going to help you. You, you can probably teach us something. In, in what form do we get tendons? You mentioned tendons as your number one. What what form? I get them as tendons. I go to the, uh, actually, I have a guy who uh, I tip generously, and he runs around to the various butchers begging and pleading with them to please give them tendons. And uh, the bribe price for the butchers is $2. So mm-hmm. he has to slip the butcher an extra $2. And then he receives the tendons, and pays from the checkout, and they sell for about thirty-five cents a pound. Nice. And tendons yeah. are. Tell us about what what tendons around the around the knees and stuff in the cows. How does that work? What are they? I get the uh, yeah. I, I basically have to take what they give me, and they give me the tendons that are around the knees. Around the knees. Yes. So if I, my farmers market people I go to, grass fed, grass finished. If I mention tendons, they would know what I'm talking about. Yes. I'll ask them. Yeah. And then the other pig ears, we can get those. Those are fun. You can get those. Now, tendons. If they don't know what tendons are, you can tell them it's that stuff that connects the muscle to the bone. Muscle to the bone. Mm-hmm. One end of the tendon is muscle, and the other end is bone. If that's not the case, it's not a tendon. Okay. And then pig ears, those are pretty straightforward. Pretty you can obvious. find those. Obvious. Oh. Yes. And then chicken feet. Now, chicken they're pretty... Feet grungy to deal with. How do you deal with those? I mean, they're kind of yucky, you know what I'm saying? The trick to chicken feed is to uh, bring them to a boil for about a minute or two and then um, pull them out, rinse them. Then you can rinse them, scrub them, and snip the basically toenails off. Oh, good. Yeah, it's really... the toenails look just like little baby fingernails. I mean, so it, the them. first time around, it really grosses you out. You're like, oh, what do I call these baby nails? They're not baby nails. It's not a baby. It's a foot, chicken foot. If I look at it, it's a chicken foot. So, but once you see the effect, which is, you can see it in my face, you're like, oh, I think I can get used to this. So it's the collagen. <laughs> and you're already eating the rest of the chicken, right? You're already eating a chicken wing, chicken this, chicken that. Why not eat chicken foot? And get these kinds of results. It's the collagen out of the chicken feet, so that does it. Mm-hmm. Do you just kind of eat? Do you eat the bone and everything? How do you eat those things? No. Uh, so I cook them so that they they're practically falling off the bone. And when you cook them that much, a lot of the collagen actually goes into the liquid soup. Oh. And so then that creates an increased burden of having to drink that soup. I see. Yeah. It's just a lot to do, right? So what I do is I try and, uh, what, however much cook chicken wings or chicken feet rather I'm cooking, I only put in enough water to cover halfway up. Because as it cooks, the chicken feet fall apart and fall into the water. And at the end of the cooking time, they'll be all, you know, submerged. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And, yeah. Any special- and that way you don't give yourself an excessive amount of liquid that you've got to uh, eat or swallow down. Right. Any kind of spices that help it happen more? I used to have, you know, like elaborate recipes that I would follow, but that's not necessary. 
I think what you need to do is pick your best spice mix, what you like. Yeah. Maybe you like Italian. Maybe you like chili powder. Maybe you like, uh, you know, whatever. Use that spice mix that you like. Maybe you like curry powder. So whatever spice mix you like, dump it in there. Yeah. Because it's good to make it fun and that you're going to eat this thing, right? You don't want it to sit on the well, counter. Well, no, it turns out that the spice mix is irrelevant. Yeah. And, and that what's really relevant is the collagen. So it doesn't make sense to follow an elaborate recipe with spices that maybe you're not accustomed to or you have a taste for that you don't like. So because the spices are largely irrelevant, um, it doesn't make sense to limit a person to one particular blend of spices. Now, the eating of chicken feet basically as a ritual or habit or whatever comes from the Chinese. So obviously they use ginger, they'll use rice wine, they'll use uh, star anise. Those are Chinese spices. But if you're Italian, what the heck, you can use Italian spices and it comes out the same. What the heck? What, what the heck? Oh, hey, you're southern, southern United States, put on the barbecue sauce, you can, <laughs> you know, whatever it takes. Yeah, bet, baby. <laughs> so last yeah. month, we uh, didn't get to about 25 emails. And we had, you know, I, I dropped the ball on trying to get you back, Doc, you know, for an extra time. Let's see how we do today, and then maybe we can talk into coming back you know, in a couple of weeks. And well, We're not going to do any show and tell today? What, baby? Show and tell. Show. No, well, we got. I've got about five hundred emails here. But if you that's got a, some, that's a, that's a simple no. It's a simple no. It's okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's right. go. Let's let's. <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> but if you got something, I'm you know me. I like I like to please girls because that's my what I do for a living. Um, yeah. I like to <laughs> I like to ask Doctor Daniels her experience with chronic kidney disease. Um, Stabilish GFR. Stay. Um, I don't know what that means. GFR. I know GFR, glomerular filtration rate. So GFR, what is it? It's an important number. Mid-40s, okay. Okay. Is that good? With some foot swelling and fluid restriction and salt limitation is recommended, plus blood thinners and a heart rhythmic regulator given for a previous episode of AFib. Um, Can Dr. Daniels give me some ideas? She's late 70s. Okay, so first of all, your the problem is your kidneys are not filtering your blood. Okay, let's just call it what it is. And the kidney, without getting too complicated, is a series of tubes within a tube within a tube. And it's the integrity of these tubes, or lack of integrity, that is causing your problem. So your blood thinner reduces the integrity of these tubes and is actually promoting maintaining your kidney failure. Just well, doctor, what can I do about my blood thinner? I'll keep my blood thin. And the answer is, you need to, believe it or not, increase your water. But doctor, then my feet will swell. So there are many ways for water to leave your body. Uh, the simplest way for water to leave your body is to have more bowel movements. And literally, the liver through the intestines will take up and do the work of the kidney. So you can drink more water, but with that, you've got to have more bowel movements. Simple way to have more bowel movements is, of course, vitality capsules. And the vitality capsules also promote increased efficiency of liver and kidney function. 
So Vitality Capsules, extra strength, if she, if she doesn't mind cayenne pepper. Um, and then get really be aggressive with those bowel movements, like four bowel movements a day. Then what you're gonna see, you get those bowel movements up to four a day, is your swelling in your feet is gonna go down and your GFR is going to increase. Now the GFR of 40 is not bad. At her age, a GFR of 60 is normal. Hmm. She, yeah, she's not too far off the mark. Um, so that would, that's what I would recommend. And then judiciously, what does that mean? That means as you're able to tolerate it, you actually do need to increase your salt. Now, we'll just leave that right yeah, there. Yeah, because they told her to decrease. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're keeping her ill. Okay, this thing that helps with your heart uh, situation is actually not helping either. One big reason for the kidneys to not filter the blood is the blood's not getting to the kidneys. Hmm. Right? How cool is that? And so this heart medicine actually blood getting to her kidneys. And so probably her doctor is telling her to lower her blood pressure as well. Again, that decreases the amount of blood to the kidneys, and that causes a low GFR or kidney failure. So what is a lady to do? Um, I know she's 70-something, but if she can maybe put her bed against a wall, and as she lays in bed, just lift her legs up and put them on the wall, that's going to bring more blood to her kidneys. Hmm. The other thing she can do, again, you know, just being respectful of her age and probably lack of athletic ability is she can pull her knees up to her chest and then stay on your bed you're on the bed remember that and she can roll from one side and roll to the other side that massages her kidneys and stimulates blood flow to her kidneys oh yeah so i i would do that now dietary wise she can you know decrease her uh dairy so she's drinking dairy just substitute water for it and she can also, I would eliminate the dairy to be honest. And she can also decrease her meat. I, I would just leave it at those two things. So if all she has potassium is normal, then there's actually nothing wrong with her kidneys. If her potassium is normal. And that's because the kidneys are in control of regulating potassium. If potassium is normal, then the problem is the fluid is not getting to her kidneys. And just lift, lifting her legs up like that for a few minutes, you know, don't just be in a position forever, and then bending her knees and rolling from one side to the other maybe two or three times a day. And this is, we're talking about really a one-minute exercise. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is not a one-hour commitment or anything. And that's going to be enough. Um, and her GFR gets up to 60, she's just fine. And she can Google it, age-adjusted GFR. And she'll see for her age, what? Kidneys are almost healthy. (laughs) (laughs) See, she feels better already. Thank you, Doc. Uh, Jesse wants to know, is there any value in eating liverwurst? Does it compare at all to eating liver? It does compare. So the thing is, eat your liver any way you can get it. If you can't eat plain you eat liverwurst it's still helpful yeah 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 Yeah. wendy wants to know can you please show me exercises to firm up my breasts 
Okay, so what people don't understand, let's talk about the whole breast thing, is your breasts are attached to muscles. And much of what you see or interpret as breast sag is actually a sag of those muscles. So you can actually just do uh, pectoralis major and pectoralis minor exercises. They're very simple exercises. Like the ones with the machines where you lift your elbow right. up and move your elbow to the center and out the center and out. Um, so really any kind of um, arm strengthening exercise where you uh, strengthen this pectoralis muscle that supports the breast. And you would actually be surprised. So that, that will help. The next thing that helps is to eat foods that enhance breast uh, development. And that's your basically your liver, your brain, um, and bull testicles. Those are the three. And I am really surprised at my age of 65 how, you know, my breasts, in terms of, let's just call it sag, call it what it is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're about that of a 40-year-old woman. So it's not like I have these flat pancakes hanging down to my waist. So the arm exercises, you, you're going to see your breasts improving and the sag diminishing. Um, and if you keep exercising, your breasts will evaporate. So, so you want to exercise to the point where you're improving, improving, improving. But if you see your breasts starting to flatten and go away, it's like, oh, enough exercise. So there's this optimal level. And so if you see these people who are like gymnasts or really athletic people, they have no breasts. And that's because, you know, the excessive exercise. The only thing you do not want to do is you don't want to embark on a low-fat diet. So you want to eat some fat, let me recommend, like, ham hocks. Um, and so what that does, it gives your body the extra collagen, um, fibrous tissue, and fat to maintain your breasts. So a lot of people, uh, in the name of health, embark on a diet devoid of fat. I'm talking serious saturated animal fat. Devoid of fat and devoid of collagen. And this causes, basically, pancake breasts. So when I was vegan in my 40s, I had pancake breath. In fact, people even asked me, oh, have you had your mastectomy? Because that was when it was fashionable to get double mastectomy. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Just to, prevent, just to prevent breast cancer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, not you. I didn't get my mastectomy yet. Oh, okay. Well, don't forget. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, speaking of muscle, I'm, I'm doing uh, everyday do resistance training for the last three months. What are some uh-huh. what are what are some foods in your opinion, Doctor Daniels, girl about town, that 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 help put on <laughs> muscle? Okay, so before I answer that question, let me give you my um, my credentials. Let's see my credentials. <laughs> okay, you uh... you gotta really see that muscle development. I'm telling you, there you go. Sixty-five real muscle. You see that? I see. You said yes or no? I said I, we see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's my that's my credential. I have more muscle now than I've ever had at any point in my life. Me too. In my twenties, my mm. muscles were not this big, and I'm actually starting to look pretty. Uh, I won't say buff, but I gotta say, whoa, whoa, whoa! How muscular do I want to look? <laughs> so the answer is um, mm. steak two or three times a week, and. Uh, Tendons, pretty much every day. Tendons, a lot of tendons. Okay. 
and exercise. Yeah. And bam, uh, you know, the muscles, the size, the definition. I looked at a picture of myself. It was taken a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, whoa, that's different because I'm so used to this slender, wispy type profile. But but I looked at the picture. Like, oh wow, mm-hmm. I've got this whole chest thing going on up here, and uh, hips, and you know, it's interesting. So, okay, we got it. Yeah, tendons and, and steak. Steak. We like steak. But you need, with it, the resistance, some type of resistance, vigorous activity. So I personally, right now, I'm doing uh, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is pretty vigorous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you can get similar results, I think. Well, I should say can get. I started getting results with uh, taekwondo, which is a much easier martial art. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you ask Dr. Daniels what I can use to get rid of a mole on the right side of my face? Getting moly. Holy moly. 20%, 20% acetic acid. And you judiciously apply it and um, cover it with a Band-Aid, and the mole will fall off. We're looking at a small mole, a quarter inch or less in diameter. Um, trying to work out what we're talking about here. Bad disc for about three years. Um, uh, I'm talking about the back. Yeah, let's see. Can we just get to the point? That's that what I'm trying. I'm working on that. Three months got diagnosed <laughs> of adult onset type um, diabetes. Had a couple mm-hmm. of tonic, um, clonic seizures. What is that? C L O N I C seizures. Hmm. Let me just say. Oh. It is three years yeah. later. All of the things are being treated as separate things. Found you uh-huh. while searching for a healing solution. Okay, she's he's got a lot of stuff going on here. Diabetes and uh, the disc. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing to fix is the diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Let's get right to the point. Go to vitalitycycles.com, Download the free. That means no cost. Report the candida cleaner. <laughs> Follow that diet. Your type 2 diabetes will be gone in about two weeks. All right. Well, that's easy. Yeah. The first thing to get rid of is the diabetes. Okay. The next thing to get rid of is the disc. That's important. Uh, Because the disc has got a fair amount of back pain, I'm sure. Yes. There's two really quick cures. One is uh, pig tails. Pig feet won't do, pig ears won't do, pig tails. The reason the pig tails are so important is tail of the animal is an extension of the spine. And the pig tail has all the spare parts his body needs to start fixing his spine. Literally, if you'll eat a half pound of pig tails a day, it sounds like a lot, but it's mostly bones. So if you'll eat a half pound of pig tails a day, then um, he will notice an improvement in his pain in about, I don't know, three to three or four days. It's pretty dramatic. How do you cook pigtails? I pressure cook for at least an hour. And again, the spices to add are your favorite spices. And you can eat that, you know, over uh, rice or potatoes. Definitely throw in a pretty big uh, amount of vegetables. So whatever volume of pigtails you start with, the raw volume, you need at least that much or twice that in vegetables. And it can be celery, it can be carrots, 
you know, it's pretty flexible, but some kind of uh, watery type vegetable. All right, so that's a pigtail. You don't like pigtails? All right, I get it. Maybe you don't like pork, whatever. Then chicken feet is the other option. So chicken feet have about 23 bones. And the joints in the, in the feet are the type that each bone is connected to the next by a disc. So literally, you have 23 little bits of disc to repair your spine. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, the problem is, you know, try eating pig, I mean, uh, chicken feet. It's just labor-intensive, yeah. sucking each little bone. <laughs> so I personally prefer uh, pig tails. Also, you can overcook the pig tails, which I do, and that dissolves the disc right into the liquid, and it makes it even easier to eat. That's cool. Excellent. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels is with us. Yes, the phones are out and getting emails. The phone's been out for a week, been trying to get them repaired. I'm going to say the seizures, he can wait on the seizures. Yeah. So fix the diabetes first, then fix the discs. You mm -hmm. may find at that point in your fixing that you don't have seizures anymore. But again, start with the diet and the candida cleaner. Then you're going to add to that diet your pigtails. Is the disc also a hydration thing? No, he nope. has a profound malnutrition issue along okay. with the hydration. He's severely malnourished, severely. And so the, the uh, pigtails will take care of his oh, malnutrition. No. Here's an email for you, Dr. Daniels, on this uh, 27th of February day. Um, mm -hmm. Don't know a man or woman, but head pressure and ear pressure, feel dizziness and weakness, moved from Florida mm -hmm. to Arizona in August. I was told by a doctor it was probably my sinuses and had to take allergy medicine like Claritin and Sudafed. I'm also feeling pressure in my ears and difference area in my head. Hmm, head pressure. So Arizona is is a tough place. Um, it's very different. You say move from Florida? Uh, Florida to Arizona, right. Right, okay. So Florida, Arizona, way different. Now to the average person, unsophisticated person, they're going to say, oh, they're both hot. That is true. But Arizona is very high. And Arizona wipes out your salt and wipes out your water. Without, and you don't even realize it. Florida is very humid. And so he's going to a dry, hot place. So he needs to um, stay hydrated. The problem, which I think is also the source of his head pressure, is he might not be hydrating with water. In fact, probably isn't. And so a lot of people, uh, when they hydrate, they hydrate with lemonade or Kool-Aid or their favorite fruit juice, and that's where your head pressure comes in. You're overdosing on sugar and, and chemicals and all kinds of stuff. So he should um, switch his beverages, all of them, to water, increase them, and most anyone in Arizona will tell you they take salt pills or something close to it. Mm. So I don't know if this guy is outside at all or if he's inside all the time. Hopefully he's not living in a city and he's got good air quality. So he's not in Scottsdale or Phoenix. Maybe he's a little further uh, where he's got some clean air. So we're gonna presume he's got clean air. So he should spend as much time as he can outside. And if the heat bothers him, just turn the hose on himself or something like that. And what's gonna happen is he's going to drink water he's going to again carefully increase the salt so that his swelling the or pressure doesn't increase the pressure sensation and what's going to happen is he's in arizona 
he's going to literally sweat out all the toxins that are, bug- that are bothering him. Hmm. He's going to keep himself cooled down and keep himself hydrated, and the thing will resolve. As far as his diet goes, you know, he should check and make sure he hasn't got any additives in his food because those additives get trapped in your body when you're dehydrated. They accumulate and you get head pressure. Oh, excellent. Uh, here is from Fraser in Australia. What is your opinion of mimosa pudica for parasites? M-I-M-O-S-A-P-U-D-I-C-A. He's also- yeah, it's also called a sensitivity plant. Uh, total waste of time, just a bunch of PR stuff. If you right. want to buy it, buy it, but nothing special there. Nothing. He's also heard that false yellow head flower is powerful for parasites as well. No? Yes? No. No? No. I mean, the two, you know, the king and the queen would be turpentine and ivermectin. You know, if you want to go beyond that, fine, have some garlic. But really, the answers are super simple and super inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And these people who are publicizing this herb, that herb, the other herb, are simply, you know, marketing stuff and trying to, you know, support their lifestyle. Sure. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you have to decide if you want to be a part of their lifestyle or you just want to get rid of parasites. I mean, even, you know, even the classic Hilda Clark, Hilda Clark, excuse me, formula with warm word and the other things, they work good too, don't they? Well, the classical Hilda Clark formula is pretty complex. Oh, is it? And we have to remind ourselves that Hilda Clark herself did not achieve the average life expectancy of the No, she died of cancer, right? Cancer. I don't know what she died of, but it didn't last long. I'm just saying her life expectancy is not what people are, are aiming for because it's below average. Right. So the average life expectancy for a woman when she, in the year that she died was two years higher than the hmm. uh, age that she achieved. Now, the other thing about these two things that he mentioned, these herbs, and a lot of these antiparasite herbs, is they eliminate or omit the primary issue, which is you've got to have those bowel movements to get the parasites out. And if you drink a lot of water and you're pooping pretty regularly, uh you've got at least 80% of the show. And so that's why people should go to vitalitycycles.com, check out Vitality Capsules. If you don't like Vitality Capsules, you want to do something else, fine. But you cannot skip the step of pooping uh, three times a day and increasing your water intake. A lot of people try and skip over that and take what has been marketed to them as a magical herb. Mm-hmm. A magical herb. We, li- we like those magical herb things. Yes. Yeah, we do. Uh, and this follow- take a pill, take a pill. <laughs> yeah, this falls right in line. Beautiful synchronicity from Gail. She's in South, oh, she's in South Austin, just down the road. Uh, my dog okay. has uh, heartworms. I had a test, but I don't want to give the medicine that they offered. Does Dr. Mm. Daniels have any ideas what I could give him? He's eight years old. Okay. Again, hmm. we have to just not get overly complicated on this, right? So I would say, make sure your dog is hydrated, make sure your dog is pooping. <laughs> and then uh, I lean more towards ivermectin. So that's, uh, that's what I use. And it's uh, a weight thing. So you can just look up the ivermectin dose for dogs mm. and give them that by weight. Just put it in, a, in his food. I usually slip uh, the pill or half a pill into a hot dog fragment and give it to the dog and dump it down. How often would she have to do that, do you think? Um, usually once a month. Mm-hmm. Once a, a month. If you want to really go for it, twice a month. But I wouldn't do any more than that. 
There's some folks out there now that are suggesting ivermectin may not be all as safe as it people say. Have you seen any? It's of this? not because they're taking it too often. The people on the it? internet are recommending it once a week, and it accumulates and becomes toxic at uh, once a week. Uh, Even at every two weeks, you're you're on the borderline of the, of the accumulation hmm. uh, interval. So because ivermectin has such a long half life, dosing it more often than um, every say 18 days is not safe. So the problem with ivermectin and in the safety profile is the frequency is being recommended and the dosing is being recommended. So that could so, be why these reports are coming out, people. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I've never heard ivermectin dose mentioned by any natural healer online. They've all said, oh, give it daily. Oh, give it. Really? <laughs> More is better, and, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then you have these court cases where the person receives a dose of ivermectin and the family wants them to get it every three days. Well, you have a drug with a half-life of three days that's going to accumulate when you give it every three days. Hmm. And you're going to reach a toxicity uh, situation. And so there's been a lot of research done on ivermectin. It's an incredible body of knowledge. And truth be told, and this truth is not very popular these days, and it did leave the room a long time ago. <laughs> ivermectin, once a year, is a curative dose for blindness. For everything, the curative dose is once a no year. No kidding, no kidding. Once a year, right? Once a year. Yeah, but we're so conditioned to taking a pill every day. Even myself, I'm like, you know what? Let me take the uh, emergency ivermectin dose, which is once a month. It's like I cannot bring myself to take it once a year, even though. Wow. <laughs> read the package insert. I tell anyone read the package insert. Ivermectin has a very short package insert, and they're very clear. They present all the research to you once a year. See, I was now, just if you up. want to up the dose to once a month, fine. It turns out that the half-life of the active metabolites, you have to look at all the active components in that half-life. The half-life of ivermectin, I think, is like 12 hours. But it has active metabolites. Active metabolites are metabolites that fight parasites, but at the same time, these are the ones, if you're going to get side effects, they're the ones that give side effects. So five half-lives, right? Five times three, simple math, 15 days. You don't want to dose it more often than 15 days. Otherwise, it's going to accumulate in your system, and over time, you're going to become toxic. And so you can look at all the recommendations hmm. for ivermectin. Everything I've heard, they've all recommended a dosing schedule of more frequent than every 15 days. And then if you really want to gild the lily and get someone toxic, <laughs> then there's a, the issue of how big should the dose be. The dose should be your weight in pounds divided by 10. Super simple. Don't need to be a mathematical genius. Your dose, your dose in pounds, your weight in pounds, divide by 10. That's your milligram dose. And again, the dosages I see being recommended are far higher than that. So of course you're going to get toxic. Hmm. You're yeah. taking it at a higher dose and more often than is the safe recommended dose than like what you spec. Hmm. What's worth doing is worth overdoing, some people. <laughs> exactly, and that is why oh. people uh, play right into the toxicity of modern medical practices. You know, more is better, more is better. Right, oh, first dose doesn't work, give a second dose. Oh, second dose doesn't work, give a third dose. Oh, third, third dose doesn't work, give a fourth dose and add another drug. And so this whole more is better mentality We've been really indoctrinated into it, right? Like one injection doesn't work. Oh, give another injection. Give the same thing. Oh, give it more often. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anything times zero is still zero, right? It's not working. Just let it go. <laughs> if it's not working, let it go. 
Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We have uh, a long relationship with Sir Thrival, and if you like colostrum, if you do good with dairy, um, most people do good with this product, even if they're a little dairy sensitive. Uh, this is on sale, and it's the biggest sale of the year. 20%. I'll tell you the promo code after this. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now, I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Promo code is optimize twenty percent. It's a big one. You can get uh, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, whatever you want. Promo code optimize on Sir Thrival on OneRadioNetwork.com. The exercise thing I was talking about when I'm doing is uh, the X3. You see, there's a silver bar. Then you have these. Uh, different um, sized um, elastic, not elastic, but um, latex bands, and then you 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 know do this above your head like this. So you're never taking your pressure off your muscles, and you do all different uh, parts of your body, four uh, parts every day, and then you. And I wanted to mention this for the lady and her breast. You could you do the chest exercise as Dr. Daniels, and then you could do this guy where you're doing this, you know, and then you strengthen that, those. Really, really cool. I'm actually, I mean, I have more muscles. You know, Dr. Daniels is saying I've got more muscles today at 76 than I have in my whole life. My whole life. I mean, what's that about? This X3 is pretty cool. You don't get sore because you're not ripping the muscles. It's variable resistance. Look for the little ad on the front page of One Radio Network. Click and order X3, and you don't need a promo code, and rock and roll, okay? If you have not explored the benefits of molecular hydrogen, the folks in Japan are all over this uh, uh, technology. They're probably the number one people in the world on hydrogen. They make the machine that we promote called Holy Hydrogen, Promo code ONE RADIO for $100 off. It's a very fine machine, very quiet, 
no maintenance, food-grade pure hydrogen, and makes about two quarts of water in the morning in 30 minutes. And uh, you can also finance it over 12 months. Another reason we changed this one. People wanted that. Who's got $2,500 sitting around? This is uh, will last you a lifetime. Uh, it's a beautiful machine, and it has pure molecular hydrogen. In Japan, where they make this machine, as I said, they're really on top of their game with hydrogen, molecular hydrogen. They're using it very successfully to give folks immediately after strokes, and it brings energy and blood flow to the brain uh, quickly, and it helps folks to not have such severe effects with strokes. And they've lots of peer-reviewed studies on this. They actually have hydrogen, check this out, in ambulances in, in um, Japan. They put you on hydrogen first off uh, rather than oxygen. It's a true story. Check it out. It's made in Japan, fine, finely crafted, uh, very high technology called uh, Holy Hydrogen. It's on One Radio Network. Use promo code One Radio and you get uh, 100 bucks off. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And back to Panama, author of the book, The Least Lethal Dose. Murder yes. by Medicine is no accident. It is no accident. No accident. And Vitality Cycles is the name of your great product. You have two, two different forms, right? Extra strength? Yeah, the product is Vitality Capsules. Oh, but your website, website is Cycles. Is Vitality Cycles. Yeah. And why do so folks regular and extra strength? And why do folks need extra strength? That they want extra poops or what's the deal? Yeah, they want extra poops. It's also stronger. It has cayenne pepper in it. The other one does not. So people who are sensitive to cayenne pepper or don't want as vigorous bowel movements would go for regular. Mm-hmm. The regular has turmeric and clove in it, uh, which help with. Uh, parasites in the intestines and help the intestines move along. Speaking of cayenne pepper, Chris is in Colorado. Um, for the cayenne pepper and ACV mixture for heart attacks, mm-hmm. she said yeah. the best unit for the cayenne would be B90. 90 or so? Right. Did she mean 90,000? 90, 90, yeah, okay. Yeah, 90,000. 90,000 units. So you have this around in case of a little heart thing? How do you do that? No, you just have the hot pepper and the vinegar and you just combine it on the spot. So when when I've had to use it, I just mix it right there on the spot and bam, because it takes like 15 seconds to mix. It doesn't make any sense to, to mix it in advance and then you have to go look for it. Where did I put that? Where is that? <laughs> you know? So when I first became aware of it, I mixed it and had it on hand. Of course, Years passed and never needed it. Uh, but then when I you know, was down here, my neighbor was having a heart attack, and I just mixed it up immediately. In fact, uh, I was even able to send, I had to send her son to the store for vinegar. No kidding. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any vinegar in my house, and they didn't have any vinegar. So it took him uh, three minutes to just run to the corner store and get some vinegar, and we mixed some hot pepper with it that I happened to have, and gave it to her, and she was... Uh, all better in about a minute, two minutes. And what's the formula? What's the proportion there of ACV and 
cayenne? A tablespoon of cayenne pepper and a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Tablespoon, that's a lot. Boy. It is a lot, yes. Yeah. You shake it up, and the person just takes a swig. And if they can't take a swig, then you put it in a dropper and squirt it in their mouth. And it'll actually be uh, absorbed through their mucous membranes. Wow. You know, you know, literally, uh, the color will come back to their face. They'll start coughing. Um, hmm. Sweating will stop. The, the pain radiating to the left arm will go away. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. They taught you that in medical school? <laughs> no. Just kidding. <laughs> you have to read Murder by Medicine is No Accident. <laughs> you got to read that. Yeah. Uh, hi, Patrick. Uh, can you ask Dr. Daniels? Arthritis yeah. in my hands, uh, bumps on my right fingers between the fingernails and then the knuckles, also very stiff in the morning, and I'm losing strength to open the jars. I've, yeah. I've been on Vitality capsules for 18 months and have bought your online class. So what's your opinion okay. on drinking hydrogen water and breathing it? Okay, so read that stuff in the class like really carefully. Follow it. <laughs> yeah, so she's missing something if she's got these things in her hands, right? Something's going on. No, no, she's already, you know, uh, I mean, obviously she had that before she bought the course, right? Sure. So... Uh, what she needs to do is increase her water. She's taking her bowel movements good. Add the tendons or add the collagen. So add, you know, she needs to add her uh, pig feet or pig ears, and she'll see uh, that with her range. It'll go away. And she and take turpentine too. So turpentine and um, the probably pig feet would be fine. Mm-hmm. That'll get rid of her arthritis. Well, what's what's the Original cause of arthritis? If we had to write it down, what would it be? Collagen deficiency. Collagen deficiency. Wow. Yeah. So also the, the tendons um, that control the joints and move them are deteriorating and stiff. Hmm. And it's those tendons that aren't um, sliding. So it's that lack of flexibility in those tendons. Gotcha. That's what gives you that stiffness feeling. Now there's a second. Uh, pain she's talking about, which is the actual joint hurts. That's caused by the dissolving of the joint pad and the cartilage in the joint capsule. So the pig feet would handle both of those. Okay. Um, Oh, this is interesting. Eric is in New York. Could you please ask Dr. Daniels if there is a way to grow the reproductive organ of a man? It's known that some countries, they have more size than others. It is due to the genetics or what they eat. Also, if it's you what they eat. is what they could address some mm-hmm. of men's issues that we suffer from nowadays, like premature ejaculation, which is a major problem that is limiting a lot of young men. Oh, okay. yeah, these young guys. I I don't know what's going on. They are they are falling apart. In fact, I I won't even date guys under under forty. Like I'm not interested. So forty to. Well, okay, 30. 30 to 50 is a sweet spot, but once you get younger than 30, forget it. I don't know what's going on, what's but going it's just on, not, man. you know, they just don't have the basic equipment. All right, so why don't we fix this? we got to fix this. I'm telling you guys. So what are they up. eating over there that's making a bigger Mr. Happy? Ham hocks. Ham hocks, is that right? Really? Good old ham hocks. Lots of ham hocks. And boil them up those collard greens. And, and you want to eat the skin, the fat, and if you peel the meat away, 
you'll see those tendons and you eat those. So the key then is you want to eat lots and lots of this collagen because the penis is pretty much all collagen. Is it? And so if you have a guy who's on a, a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet, or maybe he's on an all meat diet where he's not eating uh, the collagen, he's not eating the, the skin and the fat right. and uh, the tendons. Yeah. Then you know he's going to have uh, a tool that's not doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not doing it. <laughs> so that's a big one for the people doing a lot of meat. You got to have the all the other stuff, the fat and, and the tendons and the organs and everything, right? The liver and okay. I didn't say the organs. I, I I was clear. Did I say ham hocks? I said ham hocks. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. No. When he's talking about, it, he physically doesn't have a penis that's long enough or wide enough to give the results that he's trying to give. Right. I, I, I interpreted that that's really what he was saying. Yeah. And so I'm focusing on that. You're not going to get those results by eating uh, other organs like the heart or kidney heart. or whatever. Not going to do it. Right. right. Okay. So ham hocks. Now, if you want to eat another organ, fine. Bull testicles. Bull testicles. But start with the ham hocks so at least you have the material for the bull testicles to assemble. Mm-hmm. Ham hocks. Um, here is, oh, I think we did this one. Yeah, niece with heavy periods. I remember that one. So somehow we already did that one. Wow, skip one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Would doctor, what would Dr. Daniels recommend to be used topically and internally to dissolve a ganglion cyst the size of a pinto bean that is formed on the base of the bone for the middle finger. Huh. Base of the bone of the middle finger. Where would that be? That would be like... Hmm. That wouldn't be a ganglion cyst. A ganglion cyst, by definition, are around the wrist. Oh. Okay. So this person has a cyst. Well, it's not a ganglion cyst, but they have a cyst. And it's at the base of a finger, and it's the size of a pinto bean. So for that person, probably the simplest thing to do would be to soak that whole hand in um, in castor oil. You can put a little bit of turpentine on it before you on, on the cyst before you immerse it. But soaking it maybe for an hour a day or so, and that's going to uh, shrink up that cyst. At the same time, you've got to gently uh, move that finger through a full range of motion that it's capable of. Now. Uh, that's the topical. Internal, definitely uh, take turpentine. And then the question is, what about the diet? What's going on there? Well, I won't say the diet, but elimination. So anytime you have a cyst, it's your body taking a bunch of waste and putting it in a spot. So increasing your bowel movements is definitely um, a help. The other thing um, that, you know, spiritual healers have noticed is whenever you have a cyst like this it's it's resentment there's something you're resenting um maybe it's a friend or a close relationship or a person you're you're resenting them you're angry at them because maybe they did something and they didn't do something you have to let go of that emotion Hmm. or that relationship whatever is easier for you and 
um, that's really it. That would be the thing. And then, um, I mean, obviously your diet, you know, go to vitalitycycles.com, get the Candida Cleaner Report, and review that and clean up your diet. At least get the chemicals out of your diet. You might not want to go vegan. You don't have to. But take your meat, whatever you're eating, and eat half as much of it. And then the rest of it, you know, use uh, clean, unprocessed foods like organic fruits and vegetables. I've got one here that is, um, it's just hard. I'm trying to bring it on words so I can get a bigger to read it. Let me, let me move on it. Uh, it there's, sounds like a thousand, a thousand words long. It's so small. I just can't read it. I heard Dr. Daniel saying on one of your previous shows that bitters are good for the kidneys. How many right. of these bitters are there, and how often do you take them? How many? There's tons. How uh, tons? But my favorite is Campari bitters. Campari? I make my own. So that's my show and tell for today is my bitters. Okay, let's see them. So I actually uh, buy oranges, and I buy the thin skin ones, generally, like the uh, mandarin. Mm-hmm. And I dry them, uh, trying to find the camera, there you go. in the sunlight. And I soak them in vodka. Now here, where I live, you can only get forty percent alcohol vodka. But I think in the states you can get White Lightning, like ninety percent. Pretty, yeah, pretty high, yeah. Yeah. So get so get the highest percent vodka you can. And this is the peel of six oranges, and you just fill this thing twenty four ounces. Fills it to the top of vodka, and you let that set. This all has to be started on the no moon. The next jar. I recycle my vodka containers. Uh, this is uh, whiskey. And this is bourbon whiskey, 25-year mm. whiskey. And it's two tablespoons each of gentian, chinchilla bark, and quassia chips. And again, all this gets started on the no moon. The third one, oh, what are these things for? So the orange peel is just like your orange cleanser. It's a detergent. It cleans the lymphatics and scrubs them and loosens up all kinds of toxins and dirts around the body. Um, The bitters uh, make it so that these toxins flow through the liver in an expeditious and quick manner. Hmm. Uh, Let's repeat those three herbs there so people gentin. Gentian, Gentian, quassia chips, and chinchilla bark. What was the second one? Quassia chips. Quassia, Q-U-A-S-S-I-A, chips? Correct, correct. And third one? Chinchona bark, C-H-I-N-C-H-O-N-A bark, chinchona bark. Chinchona bark. And you can find these yeah, online, I guess. Huh? Yes, you have to get them online. And they are uh, a little difficult to get, so yeah, you okay. get those. All right. Next, so there's a reason why your body hasn't cleansed itself of all this stuff, right? Because the toxins that are in your lymphatics that the orange is releasing and loosening up have no place to go because the average liver is too clogged to receive them. So we have the bitters here that get the liver bile flowing. But wait, your intestines are too sensitive to receive them. In other words, these toxins are seriously caustic, and that's why your body holds on to them. So the third component to bitters, they call it the flavoring agent, 
but really these are the digestive agents. And every bitter that you're gonna buy is, is a, has digestive agents and it has to. Otherwise your body can't tolerate the liberation of all these toxins. And so I use cloves, one tablespoon each of each of these. So cloves and cloves uh, basically knock out the parasites. As soon as they get to the, the gut, knocks them out so they don't chew your gut to pieces. Then you have caraway, anise, and star anise, and these calm and soothe the intestines. And then you have um, fennel seed, which literally acts as a, a general sedative for the parasites. So literally the parasites just kind of flop over and, hmm. and they're not aggressive. And it also protects the intestines. And then you have cardamom, uh, which also protects the intestines. So this is a lot of protection but you need it because the toxins being liberated are pretty powerful. All right, so we're brewing these things separately, how come? Because the stomach protecting agents go in vodka, the orange peels go in vodka, and the bitters go in whiskey. So at the no moon, you put these on and they get brewing. Then at the full moon, you strain the bittering agents, and these are the actually intestinal agents. You strain the intestinal agents, the liquid goes into the bottle with the orange peel. You strain the bittering agents here, it's the bittering agents. The liquid goes in the bottle with the orange peel. So then at the full moon, you will have only um, orange peels, you're only solid, and all the other liquids are combined in the one container. As you can see, this container is not big enough to take anything more. Mm. So I'm going to have to move to a larger container. Then you let it go a full cycle of four weeks till the next full moon. And then you strain out the orange peel, and then that's your final bitters. And so for me, I make a large enough recipe that that whole process produces enough bitters for me to have for like three months. Wow. And how much of that do you take every day then? Uh, I take a lot. I take about a tablespoon, but if you're just starting to take them, you should start at a quarter teaspoon a day and build up. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is it starts releasing all of this uh, lymphatic stuff and uh, garbage and junk, and it can start releasing it at a very fast rate where your intestines can't handle it and it starts coming through out through your nose and you get all this phlegm and everything. So um, start at a quarter teaspoon once or twice a day, then you can increase every three or four days by a quarter teaspoon and don't rush it because if you rush it, you're going to feel really, really bad. You're going to say, oh, that Dr. Daniels didn't tell me that. <laughs> so go slowly and you will see the phlegm start coming up. Whenever phlegm starts coming up, pause, let the phlegm clear, and then resume at the, whatever dose you left on that. So I go between a tablespoon or a half a tablespoon. Now, this is a lot of trouble, so you can just go buy these. So I found that Campari Bitters is a very nice brand. Campari is a brand? Com yeah, Campari. Okay. Campari Bitters is very cheap. It's $12 for a one-quart bottle, which is enough for two months. Mm -hmm. So it's totally uh, affordable. Now, this dissolves what many people refer to as biofilm. 
So that's what biofilm is, is the, the junk that's attached to your lymphatics. And your lymphatics go out the door with the toxins. And so you've got to then eat connective tissue like tendons to replenish your lymphatics. Excellent. So, two people have already written in. Is there? A, can I buy this online? I can't do all that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can buy. Yeah, yeah. Campari. 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 We'll yeah. look for that. Um, let's see. I've consulted with Dr. Daniels over the years, and thank for her help. I'd like to get some clarification on the process of cooking brain. It takes me forever to remove the veins and broken bones. What, don't remove anything. Don't remove it. Okay. And, no. She wants to know how to cook it. Uh, you just throw it in a crack pot with four cups of water. I use I cook a pound at a time. I throw a pound, not in the crack pot, in the um, pressure cooker. I throw a pound, one pound of brain, four cups of water, put the top on, hit 30 minutes, pressure cooks 30 minutes, and it's done. And then from there, you can um, follow any recipe. If you, if you are getting brain that has been carelessly harvested and is filled with bone chips, <laughs> This is the point at which you remove the bone chips. So let it cool and then, you know, pull out the bone chips as much as you can. And then you can put it through the blender to puree it if you want to make a chocolate pudding out of it. Or um, you can just chop it in chunks and scramble it with eggs if you want to make brains and scrambled eggs. And then, of course, the broth. Don't waste that. It's just as powerful as the brain itself. You can use the broth uh, to make soup or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your recommendation for someone experiencing pins and needles sensations over the skin? You recommend it to eat intestines to repair gut issues like IBS. How much of it should we eat and how do you prepare it? So we got two there. I think we've changed the subject, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> the one from pins and needles. <laughs> pins and needles, right there. We got it. Uh, let's do the gut first. That's super simple. So, um, Julia. Intestines are really super powerful, so you don't need a whole lot, like a quarter pound uh, a day. When I say a quarter pound, that's the pre-cooked weight. So uh, I say a quarter pound of intestines a day, and you can eat that daily as long as you can stand it or until your intestines are healed. And if you uh, are repulsed by it, just can't stand it, and your intestines aren't healed yet, then just take a break and then get back to it uh, when you're able to. An easy way to, to tolerate these things is just to pressure cook them until they're done as you like them. And then just chop them in bits and stir them into your favorite stew. You know, just, yeah, don't make a big deal out of how do I cook this organ, how do I cook that organ. No, it's how do you get it down. And you get it down by chopping it up and mixing with something you already like. Well, Dr. Daniel's going to put it through the blender? No. If you put it through the blender, it changes the consistency into a gummy, nasty, unpalatable consistency. But if you just chop it into bits and stir it into, uh, you know, your favorite soup or your favorite stew, then that is usually what works best for people. All right, pins and needles. So pins, pins and needles, <laughs> um, people generally decide that pins, or the doctors were taught, you know, I went to medical school, and we're taught that pins and needles is a neurological problem. I'm here to tell you, probably is not. <laughs> so pins and needles is basically a lack of circulation to the uh, skin. So the simplest way to handle it is to increase your water intake, number one. Number two, 
uh, increase your bowel movements because sometimes those micro uh, vessels called capillaries are blocked with, um, we'll just call it junk. So if you drink more water and you put more often, it'll flush those out. And if you eat more vegetables, like if you're not eating a salad a day, just add a salad a day to your diet uh, and maybe some cooked vegetables. And generally that relieves the pins and needles. Uh, I'm trying to think what you would do further. Uh, so you're drinking water, you add some vegetables, and you're pooping. The next thing you want to do is do warm-up warm up exercises. You can Google warm-up exercises and pick the ones that you like or the easier for you to do, and you'll be surprised how the pins and needles sensation will go away once you restore circulation to these limbs. Now, why don't I just say, oh, just go exercise? Because if you're dehydrated, exercise is not going to work. And if these vessels are clogged, the exercise is going to be pretty difficult and maybe even traumatic for you. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. I think I figured out how to actually read this one, but I'm going to do this now. Here we have a 40-year-old lady. Um, back, oh, yeah. back pain. I'm a 40-year-old woman. No children. Have had a lot of pain and soreness from my lower back to near shoulders in recent months. I've also had some soreness on the bottom of my feet. Is there something I should be eating or exercises that would help my back? What does Dr. Daniels think about chiropractic or acupuncture for that? Um, again, if you have a lot of time, a lot of money, and you're not worried about results, then go for it. But if you're pressed for time, uh, you want to spend your money wisely, I would say uh, stay home and get a four inch, yeah, you have something to spend money on, a four inch thick, uh, maybe, you know, three by eight foot or four by eight foot mat, something that you can fall on and push it against the wall, of course. But what you want to do is you want to do stretches. And um, the reason your back hurts is because you have been sitting a lot and the tendons have actually shortened. So when you try and use your back, which involves those tendons lengthening, you get pain. It's just that simple. Like when I went to medical school and they had us sitting for eight hours a day. Ah, oh, surprise, I developed low back pain. <laughs> hmm. So it's, the same, it's just basically the same. You, your back has not been used. It's been in one position. And then when you try to use it, you get pain because it's not accustomed to changing position. So the simplest thing you do is back exercises. So you can either uh, lay on your side and like pull your knees to your chest and straighten, pull your knees to your chest and straighten. You can do the same exercise on your back. Uh, you can do like a cat-cow exercise. These are all like super, super simple. Uh, but if you want to just go to the head of the line and get rid of the pain, Apply castor oil from the waist down for three days. That means all of your skin on your body from the waist down. Do that for three days. Then apply it head to toe. That means like uh, face, neck, back, chest, armpits, arms, everything head to toe. Most people find that when they do that, their back pain and their shoulder pain is generally gone um, in a week or less. So why does the castor oil work? Because the castor oil loosens up all the waste your body's been storing in those inactive tendons. 
and they wash away and your tendons now can move freely. So the castor oil is the, uh, the shortcut. Now obviously nothing works, nothing works, unless you drink water and have bowel movements. So go to vitalitycycles.com, get your free report, candy the cleaner, pay attention to the instructions on water and bowel movements, and yeah, put that with the castor oil application and you're good to go. Good job. Here's a lady who, uh, a very long one, but I read it during what you just talked, and I, I got the deal. So <laughs> I get the gist of it. <laughs> try to keep these short, folks, if you can. But anyway, yeah. here's the deal: that she has a hot, dry mouth, um, uh-huh. and been treating it. I've been treating it with castor oil, vitamin A, and a few drops of tea tree oil. Tea tree, tea tree oil uh, almost made it go away. Her tongue hurts, kind of hot. And then she's got this dryness in the mouth when she wake up that is virtually no saliva, just all dry. So that's where she is. So let's make a huge assumption here that she's checked out her water intake and she's increased it to what's appropriate for her body weight. No, she says, I know I'm not drinking enough water, but that has been the oh. story of my life. So what can I say? Okay. <laughs> water, of course her mouth is going to be dry. Got to you be. You can't waste the mouth without water. Mm-hmm. Did she say it would destroy her lifestyle to drink more water? I don't think so. No, what did she say there? You said something. No, she just said, I know I'm not drinking enough water, but it's been the story of my life. Uh, could that be the cause? Yes. <laughs> of course it's a cause of dry mouth. Absolutely. And the problem is there's no replacement for water. So, you know, take your body weight in pounds, Divide by 50, and that's how many quarts you should drink a day. Start where you are and work towards that. If you're having difficulty with that, then put a little pinch of salt in your water. If that doesn't do it for you, then um, whatever it is you are drinking, just add a lot of water to that, to the beverages that you do like. But you've got to get the water in. There is no way to moisten anything without water. Indeed. Here's a lady who has a daughter who has a lump and she had surgery and pathology and came back osteocarcoma. Osteosarcoma. Sarcoma. But it didn't affect the bone and just a lump can it was just a lump contained. But the oncologist wants her to take chemo can Dr. Daniel suggests what I can do to help my daughter to stop. So here's a question. The person had a lump. Did they have any symptoms? Unsure. Okay. Let's just say they did not have any symptoms. This is an incidental finding. It should be ignored. Let's say they did have symptoms. Let's just say then this person should be, and I don't recommend this very often, should be eating bone broth. Boil up the bones, make the bone broth, eat the broth and any solids and suck the bones. That's it. Walk away and go live your life. Hmm. Walk away. Walk away. Judy wants to know, we got another mouth thing. Uh, Dry corners of the mouth, it appears, for Judy. You know, anything? Um, and what causes an angular... C-A-L-I-T-I. Yeah. C-A-L-I-T-I. 
E-L-I-T-I-S. Yeah, she's got it written down here. Chopped, uh, chopped corners <laughs> of the mouth. What's what's going on there? Yeah. Again, it's just like another connective tissue situation. So she, you know, corners of the mouth, you can eat pig face or pig ears to take care of that. What is the best way to get rid of pesticides and herbicides in body if already eating mostly organic? The bitters. So the the bitters. bitters would be the way. Bitters. Your body stores these pesticides in this connective lymphatic tissue. Oh. So we take the bitters, you rinse that out. Again, you have to remember to replace that tissue with normal healthy tissue, which would be um, animal tendons or animal um, skin or something like yeah. that. So like that would be uh, you know pig feet, cow feet. Uh, Tom Luongo tomorrow. It's the 27th. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. What's the, uh, does glyphosate cause autism in kid, kids? What about the MMR vaccine? <laughs> All right. So uh, a lot of people are trying to blame autism on this thing, that thing, the other thing. But again, in my experience working with autistic parents, they have a kid in a totally toxic environment. Maybe there's a baby monitor in this situation where the kid's being bombarded with EMF. Um, the kid's uh, wearing clothing that's filled with chemicals. The house has got uh, deodorizers and perfuming and this and that. And it's just endless. So what I would recommend, first of all, what we learned with COVID is the vaccines simply don't work, period. There, there's, not, there's not a single effective vaccine on the market because the principle of immunity is, uh, is false. It's just not true. So if you have an immune system that's not in tip-top shape, you can't have immunity no matter what you take or what you do because your immune system is just so weak. That's the way it is. So um, we, also, we know that. We also know that uh, vaccines all come with side effects. And you can pull the MMR package insert, it'll tell you it causes autism. So, you know, we don't need to debate that. What she needs to debate is how much responsibility she as a parent wants to accept in terms of mm-hmm. being a child. Her sister wants to go uh, travel to a specific country and they want her to take a flu and meningitis shots. Does Dr. She Daniels- understands all travel vaccines are optional. Are they? If uh-huh. If your point of origin is the United States, all vaccines are just merely recommended. Uh-huh. They are not compliant. Cool. Right. So vaccines for travel are political. If I'm country B, I don't like country A, I'll say country A has citizens have to get all these vaccines to come to my country. So mm. I just really don't want it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that, that, that's the short, that's the short and long way. Hey, just stay there. Okay. Yeah, stay where you are. Yeah, that's the long way. But... United States is sufficiently powerful that all of the travel vaccines are simply recommended. Hmm. You can travel and you can go to any country you want. You can get your visa. You don't need to take those vaccines. And also, they also have a um, a, a visa. So the vaccines are are optional. The next thing they have, they have pills. They'll say, oh, take this doxycycline and blah, 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 whatever, and, you know, that'll help with your exposure. All this is nonsense. All of these illnesses that supposedly you're going to get are spread by food and water. 
if you just bring your own little water filter, I recommend the Life Straw, L-I-F-E space, Straw, S-T-R-A-W. Um, or you can get the Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R, Sawyer Mini, that's what I use when I travel, and filter all of your water. And then make sure your food is fully cooked. That's pretty much it. You can also take, I now I will never ever travel without Vitality capsules. <laughs> so if you take Vitality capsules and you just make sure you're pooping real regular, then any virus or bacteria that gets in will be quickly escorted out. Out. With Elvis, we'll leave the building. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, again, you've got to focus on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to stay healthy while you travel, then you want to stay hydrated, you want to keep your bowels moving, and the very act of traveling, sitting on your bum and blocking it so you can't even pass gas, uh, creates constipation, just being on the airplane to travel that distance. So you've got to have a, a plan where you're going to get up and poop and pee while you're on the plane. Uh, usually that plan means you're going to be in first class because the bathroom in the back is shared with, I don't know, how many hundreds of people. <laughs> and no matter when you want to go, there's a big line. <laughs> no matter what. I don't know how people fly these days, boy. Mm. Yeah, I've kind of given it up. You don't have to go. You don't go I don't either, baby. Do you, you don't go anywhere now? You hang out there? You know, the whole crotch grab thing, I'm just not yeah, into it. I'm At a, some point in your life, you say, you know what, I'm just not willing to be treated that way. <laughs> and also now, I mean, I I went to Austin to do a family thing, I guess about six or eight months ago. And Dr. Daniels, there were lines 40 mil- miles long everywhere. It's like crazy. I said, I'm not going to ever do this again. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> and the thing is, all the lines are unnecessary, right? Yeah, Security it's like checks, what? unnecessary. Do you know, Dr. Dan, we've been checking these stupid things since 9-11, right? For shoes off and our belts off. I know, it was like, and they're still doing it. You know, they're still doing it. For what? Are they thinking people are going to go on a plane and blow the plane up? No, it's an obedience test of submission. You think so? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. 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 It's, what are you doing? Well, those who don't submit, we just stay home. They're like, okay, fine. We don't want you traveling anyway. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Too many people traveling anyway. Hi, Dr. Jen. By the way, if you want to get jamming with Jen in your inbox, how do you do it, Dr. Daniels? You go to VitalityCycles.com <laughs> and you sign up for the free report, Candida Cleaner, and you will be on our list, Jamming with Jen. Jamming with Jen. What do you jam with? What do you do? Oh, actually, sometimes I actually do make hibiscus jam. <laughs> oh, good. So you just never know what you're going to get. Yes. That's funny. Hi, Dr. Jen, uh, male, 70, exercise, uh, exercise, most food organic, having a heck of a time with high blood sugar. Wow, readings of 170-ish, and all, let's see, again, small print, let me try, and one of those skinny diabetics, type two, where the candida diet induces too much weight loss, how to gain weight and at the same time reduce blood sugar and maintain muscle? That's a good question. Okay. Follow the candida diet, add liver to it. And, liver. and that will bring your blood sugar that will bring your blood sugar down and you put on a little extra uh, weight. So you want to add some liver to it. And the other thing I would add would be pig feet. I'm sorry, cow feet. Cow feet. Yeah. Cow feet, you will put on weight. Cow feet. I'm gonna have to ask about those. I don't think I've ever eaten a cow foot. 
So how, how big a piece do you get when you get cow feed? What is, how big is that? 17 inches. 17 inches. And you just put that in, slow cook it, and it looks like you do the rest of it? 